This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We are continuing our conversation about the significance of Memorial Day. Before the break, we talked about the true meaning of the federal holiday and ways to honor those that we've lost on the battlefield and at home. Now let's turn to an institution that reflects year-round on the sacrifice of those who've served our country. Kurowski Salter is the president of the Pritzker Military Museum and Library on Chicago's Michigan Avenue and a retired colonel of the U.S. Army. He's here with us in studio. Welcome to Reset. Well, thanks for having me. So what is on your mind this Memorial Day? Well, you know, Memorial Day to me is a day of commemoration and memory. And as you said in the outset, this is the day that we recognize and honor those who lost their lives in service to this country. So when Memorial Day comes around every year and one who has served, that is the main thing on my mind is to educate and let the public know what Memorial Day is really about, remembrance and commemoration. Yeah, and you mentioned there that you, you've served, so I, I want to hear more about your personal story. You were in the military, I know, for 25 years. Why did you want to serve this country? You know, for me, people join the military for different reasons, and I am a legacy. I'm what they call a military brat. My father was drafted in 1961. He served for 34 years So I grew up around the military, and although there were a lot of things I wanted to be, uh, one of the things that I also wanted to be was perhaps a soldier or an airman. And so when I was graduating from high school, Mm -hmm. I was going to uh, join the military, but my parents said, we would rather you go to college. So while I was in the military and also learning about being a soldier, that discipline, that leadership, that management skill set, Uh, leading soldiers as an air defense artilleryman, I also had the opportunity to go to graduate school because I was selected to go to teach military history at the United States Military Academy. Did those skills come naturally to you as you talk about learning to be a soldier, right? They did come naturally to me in a sense because I grew up around it. Like I said, my father was in the military And I came in in 85. He did not retire until 95. So my entire childhood, I was around the military. So that aspect came naturally to me. But the military molds everybody, you know, no matter what background you come from. Uh, So although I did have a military background, going in as an officer and having that extra ability to be put in a position as a 21, 22-year-old second lieutenant, Mm and leading men. And I say men because uh, I was in a branch that did not have women when I came in initially. And so I built that leadership skill based on what I was taught in ROTC and officer basic training. And so it does come naturally, but you have to work at being a leader. You have to work at being a manager. You have to work at your skill set, no matter what it is. What do you think the average civilian might not understand about military service? Like, are, are there myths that are out there that you feel need debunking about what military service is? You know, one of the things I really try to get across to people about military service is as we sit here right now, there is a soldier, sailor, airman, marine, coast guardman, and several of them somewhere on this globe on point 
making sure that the democracy and the national security that we enjoy here in America today. Yeah. And so I always try to get that across. And the other thing I try to get across is that the military is a microcosm of America. So there are men and women from all ethnic, racial, religious, cultural backgrounds who serve in the military. And one of the things that the military gives that is harder to experience in civilian life is that when that drill sergeant goes down the line and he says, one, two, one, two, one, two, your buddy is going to be whoever is to your left and right. And no matter where they come from, that difference that they have and they bring begins to melt away as they Mm -hmm. go through a training experience that could be very rigorous, whether it's basic training or for those of us who went to ranger school or airborne school, um, it brings people together and you realize that we are, in fact, the same people. And, And now you are a military historian and curator, right? What role does history have in honoring those who've sacrificed their lives to protect our freedoms and this country? Yeah, so history is important to me because, you know, there is this old phrase, and and people hear it all the time. You know, if you don't know history, you are doomed to repeat it. And so there are pros and cons in history. But the main thing to me about military history is that if you look closely, people of all races and gender have been a part of protecting our country from the very beginning. And so myself, I'll I'll just use myself uh, as an African-American soldier. So when I went to graduate school, my instructor said, pick a topic that you know you're going to live with for the rest of your life. And so I was studying military history. So I began to study African-American history, and I merged those two together. And so for me, uh, just to know that there have been African-Americans serving this nation from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And then I began to study about the participation of women, the participation of Asian Pacific Americans, the participation of Hispanic Latino Americans. And so I began to realize that all of those groups, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, have served this nation Mm -hmm. for over 200 years. And so for me, I try to be inclusive wherever I get to serve and to share my knowledge and my inspiration about military history and what the military has done for this country. Because if some of those young men and women really knew some of the military history, maybe they would be more apt to want to join the military and learn that it is a great place to be that gives you a skill set, whether you stay in the military mm-hmm. or use it when you get out of the military. So that goes to your question about, one of, you know, what are some of the walls we want to break down yeah. in the, about military? That's such a that's such a great point. And it reminds me of the fact that, you know, people are more inclined to participate in and take part in things when they see others who look like them. Right. Right. When they know that others who look like them have also walked the walk. Right. So right. To speak. And, and, and can achieve. And, and so to that point, Sasha, I think when people look at some of the services 
and they may have a myth or a thought that women are not achieving in this particular service. But if you dig deep, we have women at the highest level of every military branch. And the same goes with every ethnic background that I talked about. And so in order for our democracy to be strong with this multicultural America that we have, we do need everybody to understand that there's a place in the military or any public service. And so the other thing I try to get across, I I don't try to convince every individual that you should consider the military because the military is not for everyone. But what I try to get across to people is consider some type of public service that strengthens the nation. You know, so whether it be a nurse, whether it be a teacher, whether it be a fireman, whether it be a policeman, or whether it be an airman or a Marine. Yeah, uh, such cons- an important distinction. Yeah, right. and, you know, consider that service, but absolutely think about the military. You're listening to Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we're talking about ways to remember and honor those who've sacrificed for our country beyond Memorial Day. Our guest is Kurowski Salter, who's president of the Pritzker Military Museum and Library and retired colonel of the U.S. Army. So to be clear, the the museum's not open today, but there was a special Memorial Day programming that happened over the weekend. What did that look like this year? Absolutely. So uh, on Saturday, we had a great lineup to help people understand what Memorial Day was about. And there was something for everyone. We had a uh, caricaturist. Uh, we had, uh, you know, medal for, medals for your soldier, you know, so children can come in and, and, and make uh, something that they can take with them and actually learn, you know, why is a medal important. Mm-hmm. We sponsored one of the floats uh, in the parade. And so we had some of our colleagues on the float. And then, you know, we also had programs for our scholarly and what we call military masters. You know, we had a program where it talked about one of our global regions. So we had something for K through 12. We had something for youth and family. And we had something for those military scholars. And that is what the Pritzker Military Museum exists for. We have something for everybody. And our main mission is to impart military history, national security, Mm -hmm. and military affairs through the lens of citizens and soldiers. And when we say soldiers, that means soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, Coast Guardmen, and uh, guardians of the Space Force. And when we talk about civilians, we're also talking about those reservists, those National Guardmen, and also those diplomats, those DOD, Department of Defense civilians, those civilian contractors who support those of us who wear a uniform. And while folks may not be able to visit today, I would love for you to give us your elevator pitch. Why should people visit the Pritzker Military Museum and Library? Well, people should visit the Pritzker Military Museum and Library because they will be inspired and they will be educated about what our military does for them as citizens of this great nation. They will also be educated and inspired about what those civilians who support our military uh, do, uh, those who work in the Department of Defense and those who work as contractors 
And the bottom line is if you come to the Pritzker Military Museum and Library, you will find a different cultural institution in this great cultural institution city that interprets a topic and a subject like no other institution in this region is interpreting. Yeah. This year also happens to be the 20th anniversary. Absolutely. 20 years, yes. What a milestone. It is a milestone. So, you know, Colonel Pritzker started this institution 20 years ago as the Pritzker Military Library. So there was no museum. It was the Pritzker Military Library. And about 10 years later, we added the Pritzker Military and the Museum and Library And it was a private institution, and this is key, for about the first 18 years. And so in the last two years, we transitioned into a public charity. So fortunately or unfortunately, uh, you know, I'm the first president that has to raise money. But the reason we're doing that is because Colonel Prisker has this vision. And the vision is that in order for this institution to last long after she uh, is gone, and those are her words that she's, uh, you know, imparted to me several mm-hmm. times, is that we need to transition while she's still here because if she funds most of it uh, until the very end, the likelihood of it dying on the vine. And so that's one thing we want to get across is 20 years means we want to be here another 20 years. So we are looking for the public to come and not only be educated and inspired. Yeah but to come and support us, you know, support our programming. And you've got uh, new, a, new exhibits this summer. Yes, absolutely. We have Tet and the Battle of Way, and that is a, uh, a battle that happened in 1968, a turning point in the war. So the Battle of Way is one battle in the entire Tet offensive. As mm-hmm. a historian, I'm not gonna, going to go into detail, but beyond that, when that exhibition comes down in October— Our next exhibition will be the War of 1812 that will run from October of this year until April of next year. And then following that, the exhibition will be So Ready for Laughter, the legacy of Bob Hope. And so Bob Hope and the USO. So when you think about those three exhibitions, you know, that is the variety of exhibitions and also the programming that we do. Each one of those exhibitions are tied to military service, but it also talks about different time frames. Yeah, and it sounds like they're also entertaining. And they're also entertaining, and that's what I was going to get to. So Bob Hope, you know, uh, we have a comedian coming to the um, museum this summer who is a a spouse of a soldier. So, you know, this is a military wife. Uh, She's a comedian. She will be coming in uh, July. And then again, of course, Ready for Laughter with Bob Hope. That will be a great exhibition to perhaps bring another comedian in because what we do with these exhibitions is we try to have programming during the run of the show, as we call it, Mm -hmm. that is tied to that particular exhibition. That is Kruwaski Salter, who's president of the Pritzker Military Museum and Library, also a retired colonel of the U.S. Army. Thank you so much for your time. Well, thanks for having me.